Both sides of this. If you're a movie watcher, watch 19. Recommended a movie here. Uh, uh, Greyhound.
time because he's something
Good morning and welcome in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, Pastor Grady and his family are on vacation uh, in Colorado, and uh, we thank uh, Reverend Walt Allman for uh, filling in today and uh, helping out. Our service uh, also begins uh, with the uh, rite of holy baptism. If you happen to have your hymnal with you, that is on page 268. Otherwise, I invite you to please stand, uh, face the processional cross as we begin our service this day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dearly beloved, Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In the last chapter of Mark, our Lord promises whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And the Apostle Peter has written, Baptism now saves you. The Word of God also teaches that we are all conceived and born sinful and are under the power of the devil until Christ claims us as his own. We would be lost forever unless delivered from sin, death, and everlasting condemnation. But the Father of all mercy and grace has sent his Son, Jesus Christ, to atone for the sin of the whole world, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. How are you named? Theodore Michael. Theodore Michael, receive the sign of the Holy Cross, both upon your forehead and upon your heart, to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. Let us pray. Almighty and eternal God, according to your strict judgment, you condemned the unbelieving world through the flood. Yet according to your great mercy, you preserved believing Noah and his family, eight souls in all. You drowned hard-hearted Pharaoh and all his hosts in the Red Sea, yet led your people Israel through the water on dry ground, foreshadowing this washing of your holy baptism. Through the baptism in the Jordan of your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, you sanctified and instituted all waters to be a blessed flood and a lavish washing away of sin. We pray that you would behold Theodore Michael according to your boundless mercy and bless him with true faith by the Holy Spirit, that through this saving flood, all sin in him, which has been inherited from Adam and which he himself has committed since, would be drowned and die. Grant that he be kept safe and secure in the holy ark of the Christian church, being separated from the multitude of unbelievers and serving your name at all times with a fervent spirit and a joyful hope, so that with all believers in your promise, he would be declared worthy of eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. From ancient times, the church has observed the custom of appointing sponsors for baptismal candidates and catechumens. In the Evangelical Lutheran Church, sponsors are to confess the faith expressed in the Apostles' Creed and taught in the small catechism. They are, whenever possible, to witness the baptism of those they sponsor. They are to pray for them, support them in their ongoing instruction and nurture in the Christian faith, and encourage them toward the faithful reception of the Lord's Supper. They are at all times to be examples to them of the holy life of faith in Christ and love for the neighbor. Is it your intention to serve Theodore Michael as sponsors in the Christian faith? God enable you both to will and to do this faithful and loving work, and with his grace fulfill what we are unable to do. Amen. Hear the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. They brought young children to Jesus that he might touch them, 
But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. When Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you. 
renounce the devil? Yes. Do you renounce all his works? Do you renounce all his ways? Yes. Congregation may be seated. Do you, Theodore Michael, believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? Yes, I do. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried? He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting? Theodore Michael, do you desire to be baptized? Theodore Michael Dooms, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, Theodore, who has given you the new birth of water of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all of your sins, may he strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. Receive your child back, <laughs> as well as this white garment. This white garment shows that you've been clothed with the robe of Christ's judgment that covers all your sins. So shall you stand without fear before the judgment seat of Christ to receive the inheritance prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Receive this burning light to show that you have received Christ, who is the light of the world. Live always in the light of Christ, and be ever watchful for his coming, that you may meet him with joy, and enter with him into the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which shall have no end. In holy baptism, God the Father has made you a member of his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and an heir with us of all the treasures in heaven of the one holy Christian and apostolic church. We receive you, Theodore Michael Dooms, in Jesus' name, as our brother in Christ, that together we might hear his word, receive his gifts, and proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. The congregation may respond, Amen. We welcome you in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. We, we welcome you in the name of the Lord. The congregation, please stand and let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God and Father, we thank and praise you that you graciously preserve and enlarge your family and have granted Theodore the new birth and holy baptism and made him a member of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and an heir of your heavenly kingdom. We humbly implore you that as he has become your child, you would keep him in his baptismal grace, that according to your good pleasure, he may faithfully grow to lead a godly life to the praise and honor of your holy name. And finally, with all your saints, obtain the promised inheritance in heaven through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Peace be with you. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. 
with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Lord of all power and might, author and giver of all good things, graft into our hearts the love of your name. Increase in us true religion, nourish us with all goodness, and of your great mercy, keep us in the same. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated as we hear the word of the Lord. The Old Testament reading for the sixth Sunday after Trinity is from Exodus chapter 20. God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock, or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from Romans chapter 6. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. We begin at the 17th verse. Jesus said, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. Whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge, and the judge to the guard, and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. We confess our faith, the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Jesus said, unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. In the name of Jesus. Before we begin today, I must make confession to you. Last Sunday in my sermon, I got a little riled up and I dropped three words which in and of themselves are not sinful or wrong. And those words were gosh and darn. Words themselves, not sinful. Their meaning, however, quite sinful. I think you know what they mean. Gosh, a substitute word for God. Darn, a substitute word for damn. I should not have spoken those words in that way, regardless of the situation, and I beg of your forgiveness. Your pastor, like you, not perfect, sinful, a sinner before God. And for that sin, and for every other sin that I do, what did Jesus say in the text today? What do I deserve? What do you deserve because of your sin? Hell, eternal damnation. Today we will talk about the righteousness of Christ over and against your righteousness or my righteousness. And right off the bat, in our text for today, Jesus says this, you must be more righteous than the most righteous people in the world. You have to be good. You may not be content to just follow the outward demands of the law. Jesus, your Savior, says that you must do better. You must also obey the spirit of the law. What this means is pretty simple, and he explains it in our text for today. It is not enough to just refrain from murder or doing physical harm to your neighbor You must not rest until you have genuinely loved your neighbor in your heart of hearts. Jesus says you may not even think evil of him or insult him. Now, I would imagine this past week, as you all have been looking at your smart screens, or perhaps you still get something where they actually print words on paper. They're called a newspaper. And you have read and watched and you've heard what certain celebrities have said, or politicians, or leaders, and you have thought to yourself, thank God I'm not like them. Or they are all screwed up. Or they deserve to go to... Sin. Sin of how we think of other people, whether or not we actually do anything about our thoughts, even thinking evil of someone else or wishing something to befall them is sin. And Jesus says, if that's where you're at and you haven't repented of that, don't even come offer your gifts at the altar. Don't use the same lips that you've used to speak ill of someone else or to say bad words and then come and praise my name in church. Jesus says don't do it. Jesus points out the fact 
that we need help pretty badly. Every single one of us. You see, the scribes and the Pharisees in our text for today represent religious people who obey the law outwardly. But Jesus says that's not good enough. They obey the law without love. Jesus calls us now as Christians to a different path, to obey the law in love. And then Jesus says quite clearly, your love may not fail, or it isn't really love at all. Do you remember that verse that a lot of people pick for their weddings? The one that goes a little something like this, faith, hope, and love abide, but the greatest of these is love. And I've got a couple of seasoned pastors sitting over here. Thus far in my short time, the one verse that has been requested more often than any others is that one I just requested. And when a couple comes before me and says, hey, we want that that faith, hope, and love one. And I say, why? Why do you want that text at your wedding? And they look at me completely innocently and says, because we're in love, pastor. It's all about love. I said, that's not a bad answer. It's all about love. After all, you're getting ready to make a sacred and holy vow, a contract before God and your family and friends that you're going to love each other until death parts you. That's a big thing. Love is pretty important. But would you be surprised if I told you that that text wasn't just about your love for each other? That it perhaps was something greater about the Father's love for you through Jesus Christ, your Son, and how that love that He has given you is now to not only be expressed and shared between you as a married couple, but imagine this, to love your neighbor as yourself. Someone you despise, someone you don't like, someone you disagree with, that Jesus says that same love that God the Father has shown you through Christ It's supposed to be the love you have for your neighbor. And at that point, the sinner in us balks. At that point, the sinner in us says, now wait a minute. My love is only to be shared with those whom I choose to share it with. Those whom I agree with. Surely Jesus doesn't mean I'm supposed to love every one of my neighbors. Hear Jesus' words again. Unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Love your neighbor as yourself, Jesus says. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. So have you insulted your neighbor lately? Have you cursed your neighbor Have you broken any one of the Holy Ten Commands that were read earlier? Have you used the same lips attached to your face to both praise God and curse others? If so, Jesus takes issue with this. Jesus says, don't give your offering if you've wronged your neighbor and aren't sorry about it. Jesus says, if you have sinned in any way, shape, or form, that sin needs to be dealt with, not swept under the rug, not, oh, I'll take care of that later. Jesus says, deal with it now. 
He says that your offerings of love won't be accepted unless you first love your neighbor. You see, we sinners lay claim to great devotion to God, especially sometime us confessional Orthodox Lutheran Christians. Boy, we've got it figured out so much better than all the other Lutherans and all the other Christians and all the other denominations. And if you talk to any other pastor of any other denomination, he'd probably tell you the same thing about his. But to put ourselves on a pedestal, to put yourself on a pedestal, to speak to how well you live is to really make your own religion. And the word today is really spirituality. Oh, I'm a spiritual person. Where do you go to church? Oh, I, I go here and I go here. But, but I believe in God. And isn't that nice that we all believe in God together and, and we all pray to the same God? And Scripture says, no, that's not good. First of all, Christianity is exclusive. There's only one way to get to the Father, and that's through Jesus Christ, His Son. So any so-called religion or spirituality that rejects Jesus as the Son of God in the flesh, as a member of the one true God, is, is no religion at all. Which is why in our colic for today, did you catch it? We prayed for, boy, it probably sounded like a pompous prayer to others. We prayed for true religion. True religion is this, what God has said, revealed, mandated, and done through Jesus Christ, the incarnate word. But back to Jesus, because that's the conundrum we're faced with today. You must have a righteousness greater than all others. Oh my goodness, your pastor sinned. Maybe he shouldn't be our pastor anymore. Or I have sinned. Maybe I shouldn't come and receive the Lord's Supper anymore. Or pastor said, if I sinned, I don't have to bring my offering to church. Oh my, what am I to do? First and foremost is that no possessions, no earthly goods are more important than this righteousness that Jesus speaks of. And your first response is, but I can't do that. Your second response might be, God is completely unfair. How can a loving God expect me to do something I can't do? Seriously? Yes, seriously. You see, the fact that we are sinners is is not God's fault. After all, He created us righteous and perfect, free from sin. Secondly, we need thus a righteousness that does not come from ourselves first and foremost. The only way a sinner can truly become righteous is if God reckons or credits to the sinner the righteousness of another. So whose righteousness do you want? Whose righteousness do you want credited to you? You might have someone you look up to. Could be a parent. Could be a teacher. Could be a politician. Could be any number of people. But will their righteousness stack up to this? A righteousness that will earn and give the very kingdom of heaven? There's only one righteousness that can do that. That's why God, your heavenly Father, so loved you. Loved the whole world. Loved all the neighbors. That he sent his only begotten son. 
into your flesh and mine. Sent him to walk our dirty, sin-filled, rioting, blaspheming streets. Sent him to, to live here with all social economic statuses of people. Sent him to be with all those that were sick and frail, the widowed and the orphaned. And so Jesus came. Jesus came into the life that you live to deal with all the things you've dealt with, with hunger and thirst, with death of his friends, his family. Jesus who came into his very body with the righteousness of God and otherworldly righteousness that this world cannot manufacture or earn on its own. And he comes now so that you may have his righteousness. He comes to squeeze out of his body there on that cursed tree his holy and precious blood. His blood which redeems you, buys you back. And not just blood, but as the Apostle John testifies, when Jesus' side is is pierced, also water. Thus little Theodore, how awesome is this? Covered with water and the Word of God this day. Covered with, with not his righteousness, not mom and dad's righteousness, not grandma and grandpa or great-grandma's righteousness or anybody others, but the righteousness of Christ. And this the Lord will preserve and protect him, however long he lives, into life everlasting. Thus that righteousness which the Holy Spirit has wrought in the waters of holy baptism is a true confession of the faith. Some of you, if you witnessed the baptism today, if you were listening, you were like, is he asking little Theodore questions? Did he just ask little Theodore if he believes in God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? But wait, I didn't hear Theodore's answer. Kind of sounded like he was filling his pants instead. How can he believe? How can he speak these things? Do you know the answer? But the answer first and foremost is that there is only one true faith in confession and the Holy Spirit brings that. And it's the confession of faith that you as parents and sponsors confess this morning. That is the faith. It's so objective, meaning that it's all about God's work, which is where we end up with this talk of of righteousness, of what Jesus says, of righteousness that is required and ultimately It's the righteousness of Christ, which is freely given to us poor sinners. God the Father imputes the righteousness of Christ to you. But Jesus also says it doesn't mean the law disappears. You see, the old Adam in us must be drowned and die when we sin, all of us as sinners. Which is a beautiful thing that we can return to our baptism each and every day. It's also a question of why wouldn't you want baptism for your children if it truly bestows and gives all that Christ says it does. You would want that and you would even die for that because it's so important. In baptism, the old man dies because sinners cannot be reformed. They must 
be crucified with Christ and rise to new life. Thus, you and I are two things at the same time, old man and a new man. And the old man can't be trained or reformed. He's got to just be put to death, which means that sin's got to be confessed, which means as we teach our kids, admit your sin, admit where you've fallen. doesn't matter your position or status in life. I'm sorry. Such simple words. But the words that follow after that, that follow from the Father in heaven, that need to also flow from our lips, do you know what those words are? I'm sorry should always be followed by, I forgive you. I forgive you. But you must believe it's not your forgiveness that's doing any work there. It's not your okey-dokiness with with someone who has sinned against you. It's not your ability to forget what's happened or what's been done. Oh, no. Because for a a Christian, all forgiveness fixes its eyes, its faith on Christ. Christ, through whom we are forgiven. His righteousness credited to us. Thanks be to God for that gracious absolution in our baptism. May God be with us as we attempt to truly love our neighbor. That the new Adam in us by the power of the Holy Spirit, that new Adam which truly loves God's law and delights in it, that we would be encouraged and taught, that we would put that old Adam to death, drown that old Adam in us daily, and that through that precious absolution, that gift of Christ himself who comes here today in just a few minutes, to serve you, to feed you with his body and blood. God bless us as we love our neighbor. In the name of Jesus. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, hear the voice of our pleas for mercy. Hear our confession of sin. 
Your law, O Lord, is good and wise, but we confess that we have not kept it. We have not been as righteous as the scribes or the Pharisees. We have not lived up to your expectations. Forgive us our, our sins, O Lord, and help us to do better with the power of the Holy Spirit. Keep us united to Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who fulfilled the law and the prophets that we might remain clothed in his righteousness, which exceeds all others. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Father, send forth labors into your harvest. Sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people and the gospel preached in all the world. Be with our brother, Pastor Preuss, and his family in the Dominican Republic. Be as well with Reverend Kent Schaff, who was installed this day at Grace Lutheran Church in Little Rock, Arkansas. Be with those, Lord, who study and prepare for careers in church work and also our seminarians. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, hear those who cry out to you for help in their time of suffering from the pandemic and from every other affliction. We especially pray this day for the family of Dale Van Veldhuizen. We pray for Dick, Becky, for Teresa, Pat, and Paul, and all who suffer from the devastating effects of cancer. We pray for little William, recovering from hand surgery, for Lauren, Kurt, Bill, and Ed, for Carol, Katie, Mary Ellen, and Joni, for Joshua, Shirley, and Hayden, for Jerry, diagnosed once again with pneumonia, for Bob, and for our shut-ins, Olga, Lorraine, Anne, and Doris, those who endure isolation, that the Lord would continue to bless them with his presence, with phone calls and letters from others, and the knowledge that they are not alone. For the work of Lutheran Child and Family Services, for their mission to those in need of the love of Christ, and for all expectant mothers and their unborn children, especially Maria, Laura, and Allie. And for Theodore Michael, who received this gift this day of that very righteousness of Christ that he was clothed with in the waters of holy baptism, that the Lord would keep and preserve him in the midst of his catechesis. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer that the Lord would bless Pastor Grady and his family as they enjoy a time of respite on vacation, that he would grant them safe travel home to us. Lord, in your mercy. Holy Father, bless as well those who come to the holy altar this day to receive the gift of your son's very body and blood for the forgiveness of their sins. Lord, in your mercy. And we give you thanks for all the faithful who have gone before us in the hope of everlasting life through your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and now rest from their labors. Sustain us, O Lord, in that same hope of eternal life, that we would join them in the feast that never ends when Jesus returns in great glory on the last day. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, 
into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of all creation, for you have had mercy on us and given your only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. In your righteous judgment you condemned the sin of Adam and Eve who ate the forbidden fruit, and you justly barred them and all their children from the tree of life. Yet in your great mercy you promised salvation by a second Adam, your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and made his cross a life-giving tree for all who trust in him. We give you thanks for the redemption you have prepared for us through Jesus Christ. Grant us your Holy Spirit that we may faithfully eat and drink of the fruits of his cross and receive the blessings of forgiveness, life, and salvation that come to us in his body and blood. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Now may the body and blood of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you steadfast until life everlasting. Part in peace and with great joy, your sins are forgiven. Give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through the salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward our neighbor. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.